2: Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez here with Erin Keller, and today we're lucky enough to be joined by Kim Tisdale. Kim was our supervising western region fisheries biologist, and now she's joined us here in headquarters to oversee our sport fish and grant program, if I said that right. But Kim, great to have you in here. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for uh, inviting me. Of course, and it's nice to see you now. Like Your office is... Ri- I'll be walking down the hall and be like, oh, Kim's in our office now. Yep, so I've, spent,
0: I've been working for the department for 27 years now, and uh, I've always been over at our Valley Road office, which is was the original Department of Wildlife office. We were there for many years. Now we have our, our new headquarters office here. I don't know how long you guys been here, about five years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I finally... Finally made my way over to headquarters, I guess.
2: Nice. Well, it's great to have you here with us in headquarters and in this podcast today. Um, I almost just want to start from the beginning. We just want people to get to know you and then we'll get into all the programs that you're now overseeing. So, So you had mentioned you've been with the department now for 27 years, you said? Yeah, 27 years. I started back in
0: 1994 permanently is when I got my permanent job, um, although right out of high school, you know, I had uh, a couple of summers where I worked seasonally here for the department, um, just kind of, this was back in the old days when the department used to actually manually enter all of the deer applications. Um, I used to help out with that for a couple summers, so that was way back in 1987, so the Department of Wildlife has been a part of my life for most of my life. wow
2: and then so how did you end up well I guess where did your pat or I guess how long have you wanted to work for the department of wildlife and be a fisheries biologist
0: uh I knew that you know from the time I graduated from high school I knew I had a passion for wildlife and you know being outdoors and I knew that I didn't want to be you know an office type I wanted to do something where I could. Uh, be in the field and and enjoy wildlife. And so that, obviously, I was drawn to the Department of Wildlife for that reason. (coughs) So um, I went to the University of Nevada, Reno, um, out of high school. I went to Carson High School, go Senators, (laughs) and uh, moved to Reno to go to University of Nevada. And I remember probably one of the most pivotal kind of times in my life is I took a A field biology course and we spent the summer up in Little Valley which is just above Washoe Lake and we just did our you know developed our own little field experiments we spent the summer up there and I was like ah this is what I want to do this is I got to find a job where (laughs) I do this and so you know that obviously drew me to the Department of Wildlife and um, you know I just needed an opening, so mm-hmm. right. um, I got in, I, I started out at the boat desk, and <laughs> I was registering boats <laughs> for quite a few years, and then <coughs> I worked in the different divisions, I, w- I think I worked in almost all the divisions, um, with the exception of law enforcement, wow. throughout the course, and eventually, I I didn't really have a, you know, I only want to work in fisheries, I right. I was willing to do anything, you know, yeah. I put in for, you know, these jobs are, super competitive it's really hard to <clears throat> get a job i mean you're competing with a lot of very good competitive uh people and so i remember there was about 10 of us and we were all putting in for the same <laughs> jobs and you know we we're all friends and you know whenever somebody got a job you were very happy for him but it devastated for yourself at the same time. Yay you know? for you, sad for me. So <laughs> yeah so, I mean I put in for everything and <clears throat> my first opportunity was in fisheries. Um, I was offered the job as the Washoe County fisheries biologist Truckee River biologist position and um, accepted that and so I was in that position for eight years uh, working out of the Valley Road office and Um, And then the supervisor position came open, and um, I was positioned in Reno, so it was (laughs) kind of a nice little, (laughs) the natural progression is like, well, you're already in Reno, so you have to take the supervisor (laughs) position. So so that's where I ended up uh, being the Western
2: Region Supervisor, and I was there for Fourteen years. Wow! I didn't realize how long you were in that specific position. It didn't feel like that long. It (laughs) It went real fast.
0: Yeah. No, it was a a great, great job. You know, you're, you know, overseeing all of the fisheries work in Western Nevada. So, I got a lot of field work in, even though I was supervising. And, um, you know, it was a was a fun job. Very, very diverse. work with great people. um, Have a had a great crew of biologists and um they kept me busy
1: and (laughs) you said you didn't necessarily want to go into fisheries you just were taking whatever position or yeah that
0: fisheries was not my I mean it wasn't my I have to work in fisheries you know I loved it all yeah and uh so it was just that was the opportunity and when I got in fisheries it was it was almost like this like I'm so glad I landed here because it's just so perfect for me and I just I love it. I love um, I loved working in the fisheries division. It's just uh, you know the people were just they're just they're just great. I mean there's everybody in that works for the Department of Wildlife. I mean that's one of the great things of working for this agency is like the passion that that everybody has and um, but fisheries for me it was just a uh, great fit, great people, uh, you know, really easygoing lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Fisheries folks are pretty easygoing, and, and uh, we had a lot of fun. And uh, it You just ended up where you should have been. I, I always tell people um, everything happens for a reason, and, and sometimes it doesn't feel like it at the time, uh, but everybody's got their own path,
2: and it just feels like naturally it goes the way it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. I would have never guessed that fisheries wasn't where, like, your number one pick just because you are so <laughs> passionate about your job and everything. Yeah, yeah, well, I
0: mean, at the time, you can't afford you to be picky. Can, yeah, exactly. Because there's so few jobs, so you just kind of have to trust the process that the people who are making the hiring decisions are picking people uh, based on where they will do uh, be the most successful.
1: Yep, we'll go to career days, mm. and then we're like, I want to work for the Department of Wildlife. What should I do? And I say, take the first job that comes open. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. And then you'll <laughs> figure it Get out. Get started. Yeah. Yep, trust your path. Yep. Yep.
2: What have been some of your highlights? Any specific projects or just memories you have within fisheries? Yeah, probably the the most memorable and and the uh, the funnest experiences are
0: always the the big projects. You know, the projects where it takes a lot of uh, personnel to c- complete in fisheries we will do um treatment projects you know for like uh Lahontan cutthroat trout will there will be a, a stream or a or a watershed where we're trying to remove the non-natives so, so we can restore lahantan cutthroat trout to a stream so before we could put cutthroat in there we have to remove the non-natives and so uh those treatment projects are very uh, resource intensive they take a lot of people um so it's a, you know, a project that you know through the course of three days will go up, and and uh, you know you have personnel from Eastern Nevada and Western Nevada and Southern Nevada, and we all come together and you know get all the wall tents up there and camp and um, you know work to get the project done. And those are the ones that are, um, they're just really fun. You know, just getting everybody together, seeing people from all across the state, um, and. Doing good things for wildlife at the same time, so um, those are probably the the funnest projects.
2: Who wouldn't want to go out and <laughs> do that for right. work? Go out yeah. camping. Yeah, and then that is a good point. You don't on a daily basis. We don't always see all the people across the state. So no. what a cool project to bring everyone together working on, and that shows how big the project is. Bringing everyone together.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of um, uh, cooperative effort uh, to get these projects done. You know, we're a small agency. You know, in the western region, we only have four biologists and a supervisor. So, you know, we have to draw people in from other regions within uh, fisheries, and then also, you know, we also use just, you know, other divisions. You know, uh, game biologists and law enforcement officers, and you know, whoever's available. Like our, um, in the fall, we do our uh, population surveys in our big rivers, the Truckee and the East Walker, and. That's another project that requires a lot of all hands on deck, and um, you know they're fun. People want to volunteer, Um, and so you know it's a good opportunity to get people, uh, you know, helping out, and you know. Yeah. So you guys just
1: finished up one.
0: Yeah, we did. uh, Yeah, we had uh, we we had to cancel our Truckee River survey this year. There just wasn't enough water, and. know we don't want to stress the fish out and so when we're dealing with drought conditions you know right. sometimes it doesn't work out but we were able to do kind of a limited effort on the East Walker just last week and uh, you know we started the Versace and we do uh, a number of different transects uh, from Versace downstream uh, including the Rafter 7 and Flying M which is part of the new Walker River State Recreation Area so we're trying to uh, developed fishery down there. So we've been stocking fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we all know, we're dealing with a uh, drought situation. And so our rivers were really uh, drought stressed this year. So biologists want to get out there and, and uh, see what we could see. Um, Versace looked pretty good. There were saw hmm. lots of um, rainbows, browns, uh, even whitefish, hmm. some uh, pretty good densities, more than we were expecting. So but as you move downstream, you really see the impacts of drought. Uh, you know, you get low flows, warmer water, uh, the trout trout are stressed out. Yep. Um, and so uh, lower densities as we move, move downstream. We did find a couple, you know, as far down as the flying or the Rafter 7. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see some, you know, sub-catchable brown trout, which we had stocked in there this summer. Um, not very many, but they were there. So... They were surviving, and uh, you know I have a feeling that lower in the system like that it's just going to be um, one of those fisheries where when we have good water years, um, we can we can build the fishery and it can get really good, but it's always going to suffer once we get into drought situation like we're in right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And some of that stuff is hard to get into. Yeah. To, to be able to even survey. Yeah. So who knows some yeah. of that stuff. Some right? of those
0: roads are not.
1: Right. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. How fun was it getting back out? I know you've only been here for a couple weeks or however long a month but did they get did the guys give you a hard time about being being moving up in the world and no they, they
0: always they always appreciate oh, people coming good. out yeah. there and <laughs> helping so i was <laughs> yeah it's all it's always nice to to get out in the field and um kind of remember what you're doing it for and i you know i think it's really important for you know staff people in the headquarters office to get out there and and you know do some field work remember right. you know keep keep that connection with you know what we're doing in the field and how it connects to you know what headquarters and is doing you know developing program and and uh you know writing up grants mm-hmm. you know you mm-hmm. got you got to keep that connection Yep. Keep that fire going.
2: I know. I love the projects you go out to and you see people from all different divisions, including like fiscal and because they're out there understanding mm-hmm. what all the funding is going toward and yep. it's just cool. Uh, another
0: another one of our big projects where we do get lots of people is the Marlette um, spawning that's project that one. we do every fall. So that's a really popular one because, you know, we get to drive people in there. They get to, you know, put their hands on some, some big big trout we have a brood stock um that we keep up there in Marlette, and uh, we'll do a spawn every spring to to take eggs from those fish take them back to our hatchery at mason valley and that's a big volunteer project that everybody really enjoys
2: Yep, that is a fun one well we should probably take a break right there but we will be right back after this break you're listening to nevada wild <laughs> if you enjoy listening to our podcast leave us a review on itunes and soundcloud for more information on hunting fishing boating and all things wildlife go to endow.org now back to the show Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, we're joined by Kim Tisdale. She is now our—you said your technical title is still wildlife staff specialist, but you're now overseeing our sport fish grants, um, and you—you you recently got promoted to that position, as we talked about in the first half. So, do you kind of want to explain what what your new position is, even though you're still figuring it out a little bit? Sure.
0: So. <laughs> uh, As best as I've been able to put together, (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out what uh, everything the job entails. But um, uh, the department, our sport fish management in state of Nevada, is uh, funded through the um, U.S. Fish and Wildlife um, Sport Fish Restoration Grant, which is a fund that um, the money comes from an excise tax that they put on fishing tackle. That um, this is a national tax and then the US Fish and Wildlife Service administers those funds and distributes them to all the states across the United States and so that's what um, Endow uses to you know fund our all of our sport fish um, activities so uh, that's kind of we have to submit a grant every year kind of lining out all of the um, activities that we plan to fund using this money and that's my job is to develop this, this big grant, figure out what we want to do statewide um, for sport fish management and um, get that money so we can, so we can do what we want to do. How, right. how
1: excited are you to have that in your, in your hands now to be able to, to look at the projects and look at kind of where the program's going to Yeah. It's, go.
0: it's overwhelming. <laughs> um, you know, it's, Just in my previous position as the western region supervisor, you know I it always amazes me, you know when you look back on the year all of the things that we accomplished with so few people Mm -hmm. Um, so um, now I'm overseeing the whole state and You know pulling in eastern and southern region Activities and and still it's just it's amazing. We have small crews and we do so much with uh you know the limited resources that we have so it's um it's a little humbling you know and and overwhelming you know it's a lot of responsibility um but you know we have great people working for us and uh like i said before people very passionate about what they do and uh yeah so i'm just kind of looking forward to you know making this grant work for them uh doing the best i can to uh, you know, put something together that they can do everything that they want to do to improve fisheries throughout the state.
1: How hard is it managing sport fish in the driest state yeah, in the <laughs> United States? that's a good States, question. Yeah. With that's the smallest agency in the United States?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just, we have this giant landmass, and, you know, waters are spread out. I mean, you have our, our Reno biologist, and he's got waters where it takes, you know, almost four hours to get to so um yeah and and then the drought on top of it so it just feels like we're constantly in this this rebuilding um phase where we're just constantly rebuilding Mm -hmm. um fisheries and so you know when you have a few good water years everything's everything's running good and fisheries are you know really going strong and you're a hero and then drought hits and it's just like (laughs) there <laughs> zero over. I mean, you just yeah. gotta start over so yeah. yeah it's it is definitely uh
2: definitely challenging. job security
1: working in that's true. that's
2: true yeah that's a good point because I was yeah. gonna say it's almost like at, after a certain amount of really good years you have to almost be like okay <laughs> something's gonna happen right. <laughs> drought's gonna happen <laughs> yeah it's always around the
0: corner you just gotta appreciate what you yeah. have while you
2: have it that's true but keep
1: building what are you most excited to get started on You got, I mean, you're just new to it now. Just kind of getting your bearings or?
0: Yeah, mostly just getting my bearings. (laughs) Um, You know, there's some cool, you know, there's some uh, cool programs that, you know, I've have under my, under my belt now. We Mm -hmm. have our, um, this position administers the Trophy Fish program and also the Native Slam program. So I'll be a little bit more involved uh, in those two programs, which is kind of cool. It, it, you know, showcases, you know, what we have to offer as far as fisheries throughout the state and it allows anglers to be involved in, um, you, know, you know, showcasing, you know, these, these fisheries. Yeah, I was have, talking so to,
1: to Bobby Jones the other day about that, about how many people have actually completed the slam or have submitted trophy fish. And it's, it, it could be way more like i don't know why people don't get out and try and complete that
0: yeah the the native fish slam is um you know it's a it's a concerted effort you know you got Mm -hmm. six six different species and they're spread all all across the state of nevada so i mean you really you gotta want it and uh so um there are quite a few on it you got me. I don't know actu- actually how many people live. <laughs> it's come not. She's
2: still in. figuring it out. <laughs> so I, <know.
1: laughs> I was I was guessing, and I was like, I bet 100 people. That was my guess. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. There's Nevadans are so adventurous, and they want to get out, and they want to go on dirt roads and go to all these places. I don't know why. I think it's just we need to maybe do a better job of getting it out there. Yeah, and just marketing it. Yeah, more people mm-hmm. will do it once they hear about it.
2: Well, while we have this opportunity, um, for people that don't know, what is the – uh, native fish slam and then also the trophy okay. fish program Yeah, so
0: the native fish slam is it's, this is one of our newer um, programs it is we have six native salmonids um, that uh, we task people with go out and and catch one of each so you have uh, your cutthroat trout you have the Haunton cutthroat trout uh, yellowstone um, and the Bonneville and then we also have red band trout bull trout and mountain whitefish And so, uh, we ask people to go out there and um, just go out there, catch one. There's no size or uh, weight uh, restrictions. It's just catch any one and uh, take a picture of it. We need to be able to identify it um, as a species that you say it is and send it in. And we keep track um, of the fish as people catch them. um, and there's no time limit on how long it takes you to do it. You can do it over the course of two years, and we'll just keep tracking it as you go along. And uh, once you get your six, you get your certificate and, uh, you know, a hat that says that you completed the Native Fish Slam, which has got to be a badge of honor. <laughs> That's what it does. And then we have our um, trophy fish program, which is um, something that we've been doing for, gosh, maybe 30 years or so. And so this is a program where we're actually, you know, looking to get um, trophy fish. So we have minimum size restriction for all the different game fish in the state. And, um, you know, people, we have not only state records, but also water records. And if you are fishing and you catch a fish that is, you know, larger than the minimum size, you can take a picture. Uh, You have to take a, a length and a weight it has to be witnessed by a couple people if it's a new state record uh, y- it also has to be a cert- uh, uh, weight on a certified scale um, and then you get your name and your picture mm-hmm. in the in the book and your name in the in the records and um, yep. you know it's a good way for people to you know to for us to share in the excitement of catching a trophy fish but it also you know provides us with some good information on you know the potential of growth potential
2: of fish in all these different waters throughout
0: the state and so
2: and oh like you said aaron people are so adventurous here in nevada you would think those are such fun opportunities for people to take part in like the native fish slam just trying to find those
1: yeah i remember when we fish. launched the program there was a, one guy in particular and he was like i'm gonna be the first one <laughs> and he went and did it like yeah almost he was right away. He yeah, did it. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I know cool. there's people out there that are listening that are just like that. They're like, oh, man, I didn't know about that.
0: Yeah, some people have more time than others right? to just yeah. go, <laughs> yeah. go after yep, it. Yep, for sure.
1: Um, is there any trophy fish entries that you've seen that have surprised you? Um, not to put you on the spot. But yeah, you, know. you kind of put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> right I think there. every time I see, not every time, but there are some that I'm like, wow, oh that's yeah. a, that's a here. big fish. but Yeah,
2: i You'll have to keep us posted. I will now yeah. that you now that I'm now that I'm more involved here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, come like across I just got yeah. here. Yeah. Yep. yeah, who doesn't
0: like to see big fish pictures coming across your desk all the time? So I'm looking right. forward to that. That
2: would have to be a cool program mm-hmm. to oversee to get those pictures. And yeah. it's always fun. I think a while ago I did a press release with someone who um, I even interviewed them and everything because they caught a trophy fish. And yep. it was a and fun story had, to we had we had the
1: tr- the state record carp that, so that was a long fun t- that one was a yeah. ago but yeah that was pretty cool that was a Big shocking
2: fish. one to a lot of people because mm-hmm. it was out of virginia lake and it was huge Giant. <laughs> yeah. yeah that That's like right. made national news yeah you yeah. had that guy and he was he was all about catching carp he yep. was he was yep. passionate yeah. yep. which yep. was exciting mm-hmm. for a change to get a s- uh, carp angler mm-hmm. in here
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um i was gonna ask I know we're kind of running out of time now, but how does sport fish and LCT? Can you explain how that kind of overlaps?
0: Yeah, so LCT is a it's a listed species it's threatened. So, um, but it's also a game fish, right? And so um, we can we can cover management of that fish through our sport fish restoration, or we can cover it under um, the Endangered Species Act, Section Six grant that we uh, receive from the Fish and Wildlife Service, which uh, covers our uh, recovery, um, activities for listed species. So, uh, just kind of working with, with, uh, um, native trout like that gives us a little bit more, uh, flexibility in, you know, what grants we use to, to manage these, these different fish.
1: Yeah. We've had some of the, some of the biologists on talking about the Cutthroat specifically. So I was just, I guess it's, for me, it's a sport fish, but yeah and it's technically it it's
0: it's a fish that we spend a a lot <laughs> of time and resources uh managing it's important it's our state fish and uh it's it's one that we spend a lot of time uh, working on and trying to uh, recover uh, these populations in some very difficult conditions for these fish
1: yeah and those big projects you talked about earlier those are mostly focused on we'll and track. yeah yep. yeah i think
2: that is that everything I like, don't I'm know. looking at the clock, I I'm wanna like, I want st- to keep going, <laughs> but then I'm like... I don't
1: want to keep stumping Kim, because she's new to her <laughs> <I know>. position. <laughs> it's but, not fair yeah. to throw
2: these things but at I'm, me. <laughs> I'm used
1: to seeing Kim around, so I know she has like so, all the well, information. That's
2: what but, I was thinking during the first half, we're like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about your new position? But then in the first half, we ended up just talking about all the other projects you know so much about, <laughs> yes, so... Been around for, for a little while, yeah. so I've gotta, Those yeah. are the best guests, <laughs> Yep, so
1: yeah we're really excited to have you in our office and doing great things for fisheries and yeah I'm as always.
0: I'm glad for the opportunity and I hope that I can
2: uh, make you know sport fisheries even even better than what they are now. Of course. And we'll get you back in here talking all about it. once you're settled in, yeah. 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 Get we'll give you some out. time. Yep. You're like, <laughs> not yet. I don't want to come back. <laughs> we got you in here for this one. <laughs> well, thank you, Kim. It's always great to have you in here. And today it was all about you. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we have a few people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great having you. And thank you everyone for listening. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild.